Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Mr. Jonathan Franz. Today, I want to get straight into it. This is something that has been on my mind to share on this podcast for a while. Uh, I've touched on it in a few different episodes, but nothing really that solidifies the entire journey of what I believe is a starting again in my life. And I believe sharing this journey, sharing this experience can help anyone go through a journey where they feel like they have started again in life. And this is something that I heard, you know, I would often hear, like or I'd often see memes in in my earlier years where, you know, the meme would be like, you know, at 20, you know, 20 to 30 tries diff- like four different jobs or, you know, and then 30 to 40 like finds a career in one particular job. And then at 40 changes careers and, you know, decides to use the skill set in a totally different avenue. And then at 50, like, you know, a whole new career is established and over and over and over again, we have or I have the ability to redefine myself or start again. But I never felt like I I got it from a mental perspective, but I never really got it from a embodiment perspective. And in the last three years of my life, I can definitely say that I know what it feels like to start again. When I, when COVID hit actually back up about six months six to eight months before covid hit i was running a successful pt business on the north shore in sydney and i had anywhere from 25 to 40 hours a week a week serving clients and i felt like that something was missing in my life it felt like a bit like groundhog day, like every day was the same and I had the same clients and the same conversations and the sort of same workouts and everything felt a little bit stale and I felt like I wasn't growing. I felt like I wasn't expanding as a human being and that really deterred me from the love and the joy that I I uh, that I previously felt inside of that career. So I started feeling and putting some feelers out there into what else I can do. And I knew that I was helping people from a mindset perspective, changing their beliefs or helping them see things a different way and them changing their own patterns and thoughts and beliefs and living a different way and loving it. 
and I loved that part of my new role. And I was doing a couple of coaching one-on-one clients with some people at the time, some some clients that were seeing me for training. And yeah, they, they loved it. And I thought, man, I want to keep building this. I want to expand. I want to see where this goes. So I had a... I had a mutual friend who introduced me to a friend and I explained to him and I said, Hey man, like I really want to do more coaching and I want to help people from a spiritual and a mindset perspective. And I see health and well-being as something that's holistic and not just the movement piece. It's the nutrition piece. It's the emotions, the mindset, it's the habits, it's the spiritual devotion to meditation, to inquiry, to reflection, to all these beautiful things in life. And I explained that to him and he's like, hey man, I got the best, I got the person for you to meet. And he introduced me to another, uh, another man. And I really connected with this man and I felt like he was onto something that was quite unique. And at the time he was running a women's business, teaching women all about self-love, but he really had a desire to work with men. And he actually offered me the women's business because I told him about my ambitions and what I wanted to do. But I, I felt like I actually wasn't ready to do that. It's not like I wanted to acquire a new business and go out on my own. I wanted to do this with someone. And I really felt connected uh, with this man. And I'm like, look, man, I don't really want the women's business. What do you want to do? And he's like, look, I've got this gut feeling that I want to work with men. And I was like, okay, great. How can I help? And let's let's do this. So cut a long story short, he shut down the women's business. And alongside, during this period, I was learning from him and he was mentoring me and I could understand and see how he was coaching people and some of the tools to help people love themselves at a deeper level. And then he shut down the women's business. And then that original mate who introduced me to him, we bounded together and we started a business called Kill Your Demons. And I've touched on this in the first couple of episodes, but that business was literally nothing. Like we, it was, it was an idea (laughs) that came from all of us and our desire to help and serve men love themselves. So I was doing that. I was coaching. We were running seminars and workshops and I was doing that in conjunction with my PT. And then when the PT hit, that, uh, sorry, when the PT hit and when COVID hit, I took that as an opportunity to totally shift and change careers. I was really burnt out at the time and I didn't want to keep showing up in the gym the way I was, and COVID was a blessing in disguise. So when COVID hit, all three of us went all in inside of this men's coaching self-love business. And I even said things like, I'll never go back to the gym, right? Like I'm done with the gym, you know, I'm not going back there. And I spent, we spent two years, and actually I'll speak about myself, I spent two years inside that business and over two years, we helped 350 men love themselves like at a deep, deep, deep level. 
And that business was equally some of the most elated moments and joyous moments and purpose-driven moments that I have ever experienced in my life. And also some of the darkest and most traumatic and challenging moments in my life from a spiritual growth, from a becoming a man, uh, from a perspective where I felt like I lost my own sense of self. And it was very, very difficult for me to know who I was. And I feel like I went through an emotional, physical, and mental breakdown inside of this business. And if you're listening out there and you've been in a spiritual community before, um, and you've been devoted to maybe a set of tools or a way of being or teachings, and that's come from a particular type of person or a leader or a mentor, and then there's been a community established around that, a spiritual community established around that. If the the essence of that business is not 100% pure and there's too many cooks in the kitchen, then ultimately a space like that will crumble. And maybe it's designed to crumble. Maybe it's very act of, of actually it being created was to bring us all together and for it to be such a explosion in all of our lives to change ourselves and to actually redefine ourselves from who we thought we were to something completely different and for us to all go through this dark night of the soul. You could say that that's one of those communities. And I was a part of that. And at times it felt like the best thing in the world and the most fulfilling in the world. And at times, particularly towards the end, it felt very contradicting because what we were teaching, the bedrock of what we were teaching was self-love. But then the actual leadership was changing. The leadership became quite dogmatic in our teachings. It was like what we were teaching became the way and the only way. And there were a lot of derogatory comments around other teachers, other spiritual leaders, and people that were just doing good in the world that had their own philosophies. And to me, that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That was something for me where I went, "Uh oh, I can't do this anymore. This doesn't feel like unconditional love. This doesn't feel like what I signed up for. And like I said on, on many podcasts, like I'm no saint. I've always got my part to play and my triggers were definitely involved. And we were all growing at such a rapid rate and we were all like pushing and forcing each other to grow at such a rapid rate that ultimately uh, things crumbled and things came crashing down and the leadership couldn't exist in the way it was anymore. And, you know, often people would would say things like, oh, it feels very cult-like. And to some degree, like looking back, I really can understand how the elements of, of this spiritual community became quite cult-like. I mean, we had a very charismatic leader. He was extremely intelligent. Um, 
he had an ability to decipher spiritual teachings and texts and then bring that to us and help us grow spiritually whilst using these methods. And he also um, created a style of relating or a style of um, tools that he believed was the way. And those tools and those techniques were adopted with this entire community. And we also even had like our own siloed language. It was, if you, if you know parts work, I mean, parts work is what I'm talking about. You could call inner child work, but it's really parts work um, where you acknowledge yourself as multiple different parts and you start having conversations with all these parts inside of you, your little boy or little girl or you know, your teenage self or your young man or your young woman and then bringing this higher self energy like a king or a queen or a pharaoh or, you know, um, an empress to those parts and giving unconditional love to your entire being. And we created a language, you know, and there were there was different people inside of different roles in the business like using their own siloed language. And it did become quite cult-like and it did become quite siloed right inside of this little community they, they say once you're in the web you don't really know what what's not the web because you're in it and that's essentially how i felt through that process um and we also developed a a hierarchy inside of this business so there was a hierarchy around belts like white belts and blue belts and black belts and rainbow belts and that was also another thing that just didn't ever sit well with me creating a hierarchy around you know who's where on the scale of the work how far along the spiritual journey are you and I get the belt system. Um, I didn't really agree with it. I didn't agree with it. It felt very odd to me. But that is another way to create this separation and segmentation inside of a spiritual community. And the mind is just going to attach itself to those ideologies, to those definitions of I'm a black belt, I'm a white belt, I'm a rainbow belt. I've got this certain amount of experience inside of this work. And that just breeds separation. And that was also another thing, right? So there were so many different factors that led me to really come up with a lot of resistance around what this work was. And, you know, some of my best friends were inside of this business, Right, so I, I saw these people every single day. We hung out on the weekends. We ran seminars together. We were in deep, 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 deep spaces, right? Um, and we were helping men heal, and we were also healing ourselves. So, this is what spiritual communities can often do. They can bring people together, and people can can um, can come together in a way where. They feel so much purpose, so much light, so much healing for themselves, find a real brotherhood, find community for the first time in their life, and then actually just want to do nothing else but spread that message. And that is equally beautiful and also uh, somewhat 
I don't want to say the word dangerous, but it needs to it needs a lot of care and it needs a lot of discernment. That's what I'm looking for. That's the word. The word is discernment. One must be very discerning about their own sovereignty. And what happened with me is that my views, my beliefs were put in somebody else's hands. And that's on me. That's my responsibility, right? But I lost my sense of self. I felt like I didn't, I couldn't feel what my real truth was because every single time I would feel my real truth, there would be an opposing idea. If you weren't doing or using the tools, right? If you weren't using the work that we were teaching, then sometimes the work would be used against you, would be used against me. And the way that was, was like, oh, you're not doing the work. You're not where you are right now because you're not doing the work in the way that we've set it out to be. And man, like when you feel, when I felt this way and I'm surrounded by brothers and and people that I have journeyed with in very deep spaces, it's really hard to figure out what what felt like my own truth. And this is where this group mentality can become uh, overriding. And the feelings of confusion and overwhelm and anxiousness and and real breakdown happened for me. So when I left that business, and that was about two years into, two years, it was the whole time through COVID. And then COVID started loosening up and I left that business and I went through a very, very deep, dark healing. And many moments where, you know, I had, I, I had been in this community for two years and now I stepped out of it. And I stepped out of it, one, because there was so much conflict and friction and I really felt like I just needed, like everyone around me was like, hey man, you need to like go and find yourself and blessed to all of them that that kind of were the catalyst for me to really leave um, and then go on my own healing journey because I couldn't, go down that path anymore there was too much friction too much breakdown for me to handle i felt like my sense of self was completely obliterated and i needed to listen to my voice and my voice only and i didn't know that at the time but that's what happened when i left that community and that community like no longer really exists anymore. That business and the way it was doesn't exist. It broke down. It completely, it completely broke down. And I don't know where it is today. And it's also like not my role to know where it is today. And I have stepped out. I have, yeah, I've, I've totally stepped out. And that was a period of my life where I was a full, fully dedicated to. I really shut down my business like as a PT to go into this business and I don't regret it at all, not whatsoever. But it was some of the darkest moments of my life and leaving that business, I entered the dark night of the soul. I entered the tunnel. I entered I entered this period of my life where I really only had myself and my family and that was all I ever needed. 
And I remember so many moments where I was sitting and lying on the bedroom floor crying. And the only thing that I could really ever actually do was get up and go for a walk into nature and come back and sleep and then eat a meal and then go back to bed and then wake up and then do that again. I couldn't speak to anyone. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I I had no energy to communicate. I didn't have any motivation. I needed to actually rest and I needed to heal myself in my own way. So that's what I did. And I did that over a year. And after that, I eventually came a little bit more into the light. I came, I had more motivation. I had I had this a, a sense of purpose and a spark inside of me come up again. And I could feel the light. I could really feel the light. And I was exiting the tunnel and I could see glimpses of light. And yes, since then, it's been about you know a year, 12 months since then. And I feel like I am starting again in my life. During that time, um, during that year, I... I was very vulnerable and because of my relationship with money and because of my relationship with fear and because of how uncertain my life was around where I was going, what I was doing, I had zero answers. And because I had so little certainty, I went and did reckless things. And when I say reckless things, I mean like I just didn't really think about it. I wanted a quick fix. I wanted to be saved. I wanted something like money to be handled. So... I felt I feel like I could live my life again. And what I decided to do was move all of my, you know, savings that I had in the share market into the crypto market and that was literally just before it collapsed and you know, I took $100,000 and put it in the crypto market and now that's like 20. And then I got scammed, you know, for another EFT or sorry, NFT scandal and that was 25 grand and I mean there was just loss everywhere absolute loss financial loss friendship loss just the purpose identity loss and i was really stuck and i was really sad and i felt like i had no hope but eventually eventually i moved through that and i started to rebuild myself and start again And I had a lot of judgment around this as well, but because I said to myself that I was never going to be a PT again, I had a resistance to actually doing something that wasn't PT, but I had a great opportunity from uh, my old gym where a trainer was going away and I had this five-week period where I took over her clients and it was the most magical period ever. It was actually the first time in really 24 months that I actually felt a sense of purpose and light and love in my life to serve, to serve again. Like that was it. And I hadn't felt that. And after those five weeks, I um, I decided to go back. I decided to go back to the gym and, you know, part-time build a business or, or build partially a business where I can see people face-to-face and serve them in the physical world and, um, feel valued and 
feel like I'm actually doing something or, or feel like I'm serving and adding to the greater good at some level. And then also, you know, building my online coaching business. And that's where I am today. And I have officially started again. You know, I, I like, there's, a, there's like I said, there's been a lot of financial loss. You know, I don't have what I have in my account, what I used to have. And I'm also in this period of like building a brand new business. Like I'm going back to the gym, to the gym that I ran my business out of three years ago for the last eight years where I was super successful PT doing 35 to 50 hours a week. I'm now back at that gym rebuilding again. And I'm back rebuilding my finances and I'm back rebuilding a new business. And I'm like, oh my God, I have officially started again. But I am so different. Who I am is so very, very different. I have gone through the depths. I have gone through darkness. I have lost a lot. And it feels like, and it is, I am starting again, but who I am is different. I have a newfound sense of self. And it has come from hardship. It's come from loss. And it doesn't always have to happen like this, but in my experience, I find that this is where the greatest learnings and the greatest teachings are. In hardship, in challenge, in loss, in death where we have to die, where I have to die to rebuild myself so I can be born again. <sighs> and that's it. And now I put one foot in front of the next and now I move without attachment to anything but the present moment. And that is a struggle and that is not easy to do. That's easy to say, but it's not easy to do. Yes, to set goals. Yes, to strive. Yes, to achieve. Yes, to all of that. But with a sense of unattachment to it so that I can actually fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the process rather than try and get to the top of the mountain because I'll miss it. I'll miss the process. I'll miss the gold in the present moment. So if you're out there and you are trekking on this mountain of life and you feel like you have started again due to challenge, due to hardship, due to loss, know that your 3D reality might feel like you're starting again and you potentially are but who you are is completely different. And I want to give you that. Just know that who you are, because of what you've gone through, because of the lessons, the learnings, the hardship, you are different. You are well equipped to go here and further and further and further beyond than you ever thought. You are well equipped. Take every step to love yourself at a deeper level. Live in the present moment and be kind.
first and foremost to yourself. And lastly, serve the greater good. At some level, serve and share your soul to the greater good. Peace out. Lots of love. That's me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it, like it, comment. Do whatever you need to do and keep living your dreams. I believe in you. And if you don't believe in you, then it's only a matter of time till you really see what's actually there. Because you've believed in yourself your whole life. It's just some part of you that believes that that's not true. And then all you got to do is convince that part of you to love him or her at a deeper level. And then boom, you made it. You're just seeing what was always there. All right, that's enough of me being a philosopher. <laughs> okay, peace out. I hope you enjoyed. Um, that's me. Catch you on the flip. Bye. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right.